0: is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The FBI is working under the presumption that a fatal shooting at a Florida naval base carried out by an aviation student from Saudi Arabia was an act of terrorism. The Supreme Court has temporarily blocked the Trump administration from Restarting federal executions, here is correspondent George Bonzani. The Supreme Court justices denied the administration's plea to overturn a lower court ruling, which had sided with four inmates who have execution dates. Attorney General William Barr had announced last summer that federal executions would resume using a single drug. The lower court ruled that the procedure could likely violate the Federal Death Penalty Act. The full appeals court in Washington, D.C. must now review that lower court ruling, The Supreme Court justices directed the appeals court to act with, quote, appropriate dispatch, unquote. George Banzani reporting. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt reminds the Republicans of what they need to do. Uh, Republicans have got to
1: make clear in every appearance. Russia attacked our election in 2016.
0: There is no denying that. The only question is whether or not Ukraine did as well, and the president asking for an investigation into whether or not they did. However, elegantly or inelegantly, app is legit. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. There are only 17 days until Christmas, and are you still on the naughty list from last year's Christmas gift? Well, make sure this year is one to remember with a special gift from Wixon and Jewelers in Bloomington. Open extended hours every day until Christmas. Just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Mostly cloudy during the day with a high of 33, then a wintry mix likely tonight with a low of 23, and we got Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now. Here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. And 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance
1: Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also reach out via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com and do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like if you haven't done so already. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Talked a lot of national stuff in the first hour. Want to get to some local stuff. It, It seems to me that every week we could probably have a new development within the dysfunction that is occurring at the Minnesota Department of Human Services. <gasps> Did I say dysfunction? Oh, Representative Tina Liebling took exception to that when uh, Office of Legislative Auditor Jim Nobles used that word. But um, sorry, there's not much else, none other terms to call it, I guess. Well, or, what uh, happened
0: with the DHS this week?
1: Well, according to Steve Karnowski... The Associated Press, uh, Governor Tim Walls will soon announce how he wants to address the potential restructuring of the troubled Department of Human Services, the largest agency in state government, its chief said Monday. Commissioner Jody Harpstead declined to specify what changes might be coming for her department, which some lawmakers think is too big to run effectively. I'm sorry, uh, Commissioner Harpstead, all due respect, you don't get to decline uh, transparency here when... Uh, there has been far, far too much money wasted and far too much ineptitude that has taken place over the past couple of years. But whatever. They get to police itself, I guess. Uh, Harpstead's, uh, uh, she said the uh, easiest move might be splitting off its direct care and treatment division, which treats people with mental illnesses disabilities, chemical dependency, the elderly, and sex offenders. The commissioner cautioned that counties have expressed serious concerns to her about a bigger breakup because their social service programs prefer dealing with a single-state agency. And she said splitting departments doesn't necessarily lead to long-term cost savings. Uh, The one aspect of the story um, that—let me see if I can find it here—that stuck out with me, uh, the commissioner also dropped what GOP lawmakers called a bombshell, disclosing that Carolyn Ham won't return as department, the department's inspector general, but will remain with the agency. Now, if you recall, Ham was put on paid leave in March following a sharply critical legislative auditor's report on fraud within the agency's child care assistance program, which she was responsible for monitoring. The auditor's office found a serious rift between Ham and the department's child care fraud investigators. Harpstead told reporters afterward that no disciplinary action will be taken against Ham, but she declined to provide details about what her agency's internal review might have found because it involved personnel matters. She said Ham does not want to remain inspector general, so now so they're now looking for a new role for her. Heck of a gig if you can get it. Stay within state government, and, you know, you don't like your old role, but stay within the agency somehow, some way. I remember last summer uh, when it was, there was a, a commissioner, uh, interim commissioner, Pam Wheelock, was uh, at a hearing and was being grilled by prominent senators. And she indicated Carolyn Ham was put uh, at a different job. She was on leave paid administrative leave. She was working a different job within the agency, a job with less responsibility, but she was still drawing the same salary as her role as Inspector General. I got to tell you, with, with everything I've got going on in my job, if I could get less responsibility while drawing the same salary, sign me up. How do you get that gig? That's unbelievable. And yet, there was no explanation as to why that happened. There was no official reason given for why she was putting on, uh, put on administrative leave. And when they asked her about, oh, yeah, well, we, we've taken care of that matter. She's just been reassigned. Like, what? How do you, how do you continue to decline what, what moves you're making, what maneuvers are being done within this department when it's just rife with ineptitude? I, I don't understand that. So I'll continue reading uh, from this uh, piece. Our Republican lawmakers on the panel criticized what they call a lack of public accountability, gee, you think, for problems at the agency that predated Harpstead. They pointed out that she has not fired anyone for recently revealed overpayments of millions of dollars in federal money to tribes and counties for addiction treatment programs, nor has she disciplined Ham or anyone else for fraud within CCAP, the scale of which remains in dispute. Oh, but the good news, uh, the the latest budget forecast came out. We're projected for the uh, 2020-21 biennium to bring in $1.3 billion more than was initially projected. Um, Do you want to know how the Department of Human Services is going to try to rectify uh, paying back the federal government the money that the feds are uh, demanding? Yeah, like I've said many times when talking about the story, they're probably going to come to the legislature hat in hand. Come on, we got a surplus. You can afford it. You well, know, guarantee that's what's going to happen. they are going to ask for, for some sort of bailout. So, anyways, uh, they also uh, faulted Harpstead for resisting a full forensic audit to root out any fraud, waste, and abuse that has gone on detected in the department, an idea Governor Walls has supported. My concern is that there are real fundamental issues, and the more we try to minimize it, And the more we try and downplay it, I think you are stopping what really needs to happen for a full, deep-dive analysis of the department, GOP Representative Nick Zerwas of Elk River told Harpstead. Zerwas was attending his last official function before he leaves office uh, Friday over health issues. Uh, Of course, Nick Zerwas' official last day was this past Friday. Uh, Harpstead acknowledged that her department has an image problem and has a long way to go to restore trustworthiness, one of their top themes since taking the job. You know what I heard? A friend of mine, a Ben Cruzie, friend of the show, you know, he does the Up and Adam podcast. Those of you who listen to the show are probably familiar with it. Uh, he had come across a story where apparently Commissioner Harpstead's big thing is putting up motivational posters around the office. You ever seen those? The Like uh, from the Successories store or something along those lines? Sure. They're putting up motivational posters. Yeah. Because that'll fix a $100 million shortfall. Or a hundred million dollars worth of overpayments. At least they' will be you're motivated
0: made. to do such things. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. This is
1: this is this is amateur hour. And again, Commissioner Harpstead, I you want to give her all of the possible leeway you can because she's come into what sounds like an untenable situation. I mean, again, the Democrats were willing to lose a seat in the Senate to appoint Senator Tony Lurie as the DHS commissioner when Tim Walls was inaugurated as governor. And Tony Lurie, again, has said, this is the job I've been waiting for. This is what I came into public service to do. And within a few months, quits. Just up and quits. Doesn't really give any explanation why. Although we've later ascertained that this is such a beast that his goal of implementing some serious reforms was met with resistance from his deputy commissioners and and everybody else, and therefore he stepped aside. And then you had uh, Interim Commissioner Wheelock, who obviously was just there short-term. She had no real incentive to make meaningful reforms and probably wouldn't have anyway. So, again, I don't envy Commissioner Harpstead for what is going on or for the job she's undertaken. But at the end of the day, pretty soon here, you're gonna to have to kick her out of the nest and and and, there, and she's gonna to have to show her work so to speak. what's being done okay how do you uh, what what is your intention for paying back the feds who, who are demanding some of this money that was overpaid in error I I mean it's just it, the, again I, I can't emphasize enough this department draws in the largest amount of money from a budget standpoint like it's eighteen billion dollars. And this is supposed to be taking care of our most vulnerable citizens in the state. Okay. Those who have mental illnesses, those who are addicted to opiates, those who are, you know, suffering whatever hardships. Okay. They're supposed to be taking care of our most vulnerable citizens. And it's pretty obvious they aren't doing that very well. So for the government to say, particularly leftists, Leftist officials, leftist elected officials, to say that they're the most uh, compassionate and that they're the ones who are have the biggest interest in taking care of our most vulnerable citizens—it's all lip service. Especially when you have Governor Waltz taking executive action on climate change and standing the high attorney general Keith Ellison who wants to sue e-cig companies because they're making flavored liquids to put in e-cigarettes and therefore trying to make kids addicted to them. All right? I'm not saying those you can debate whether those are are important or not, but if you're if you're not taking meaningful action against a department who again is supposed to be caring for the most vulnerable Minnesotans, I'm sorry, you're not serious. And again, Governor Waltz can give all the lip service he wants say well we we should yeah i support a full forensic audit well unless you're standing on their desk every day demanding that it get done i they're not doing it themselves i mean heck they're making personnel moves without telling anybody and again i understand to a certain extent personnel situations should be kept confidential but how do you justify keeping on someone, Carolyn Ham, who in her role as inspector general oversaw that CCAP program that was looted and money basically going overseas? I, 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 I don't get that. So, again, until, until there are people who are actually fired, and I don't think the legislature has that authority because I see a lot of people criticizing the legislature. Well, you know, all of these senators get up there and they blow hot air in these meetings they're not in, they're not actually implementing any real reforms here or may, taking any meaningful action just a bunch of lip service well i don't think the legislative branch can enact firings okay so who can if anybody i would think it would be the executive branch but again i don't i'm not 100% how that works but i'm pretty sure the legislative branch can't do that so uh kudos to the local media you know for all the criticism that we heap upon media uh, they're doing a bang-up job reporting this every step of the way, okay? And it's great that they're laying out the facts and, and, and getting it out there, but until some meaningful action is taken, we're just going to sit here and get outraged over reading these stories each and every week. And it's great fodder for my radio show. You know, it keeps me going week in and week out, but at the end of the day, what, what purpose is it serving? You know, you're, you're shining a light on it, but nothing's happening. So I think that's the the most frustrating part, and this is something that uh, can very well be made a political issue in, in in an election year. And I think you need to get the Democrat majority in the Minnesota House on the record, you know, as far as what you know what do they think should be done, okay? Or are they just paying lip service like their leader, Governor Walz? So huh, what a quagmire! Uh, I I was just absolutely shocked when I. You because know, I wondered aloud several times when talking about the situation, whatever happened to Inspector General Carolyn Hamm who got less responsibility but still got to draw her IG salary while on administrative leave? Whatever happened to her and all of a sudden uh question answered? Well, she got moved to a lesser role. So she got to keep a job despite uh, being put on administrative leave? Well, we we found that she didn't do anything wrong. Really? where w- No accountability whatsoever? That's the thing. When you get this big huge bloated bureaucracy that's not accountable to anyone this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen and it's going to continue to happen unless a meaningful action takes place what is what that is i have no idea your move governor walls 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also weigh in via twitter hashtag narn show hashtag narn show brad carlson the clothes are coming back in mere moments don't know where.
3: heating
4: and air legendary home comfort for only a few dollars a day get a new high efficiency
2: heating and cooling system for only 94 dollars a month plus a free wi-fi thermostat and our legendary 15-year parts and labor warranty some restrictions apply see website for details hurry this legendary deal won't last for long
3: blue ox heating and air legendary service install and repair we'll fix anything with legendary care
5: Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... and they discounted it to only 19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384.
0: Hi, this is Al Malmberg inviting you to join us on the World of Aviation each Sunday morning at 10.05, right here on 1280 The Patriot, as we talk with those who have had incredible life stories in aviation, like Jessica Cox, who was born without arms, but went on to become a pilot and black belt in taekwondo, and Gordy Lewis, who began flying when most people are retiring. Gordy started flying at the age of 67. That's every Sunday at 10.05 a.m., right here on 1280 The Patriot.
6: Giving your computer problems the boot. RB's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, RB's is the
2: place. Hi, this is Randy from RB's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold up five to six years or longer to do the same? RB's Computer service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884 or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer
6: problems the boot, RB's Computer Service.
1: Okay, we're back. AM 12, 8 of the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, always glad to have on the broadcast a friend of the show, Uh, Greg Scott. Greg has been on uh, several times before to talk about uh, Internet security, cybersecurity, and uh, what have you, given his expertise in that area. And if you ever want to know how we're able to broadcast a show on a frozen lake every first Saturday in February, (laughs) Greg's kind of the brains behind that operation. He's come on several times to talk about cybersecurity, some tips on how to identify phishing expeditions. And our company's been big into that, by the way. And I always think of Greg. Say, ah, oh, because of what Greg taught me, I'm a little skeptical that this email is actually <laughs> genuine. So, good, good. You uh, should be. Good, good. So good. Greg's talked a lot about what goes on behind the scenes and how to protect yourself there. But uh, here he's uh, going to talk about a little bit different issue, one that kind of hits very close to home to him involving his 11-year-old grandson, now 12-year-old grandson. 12-year-old now, yeah. Uh, yep. Regarding uh, over eager prosecuting attorneys and internet hysteria. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that story. You might uh, have an inkling what we're talking about if you saw the story that the Star Tribune picked up yesterday about the young man in Dakota County. Uh, Greg Scott, always ha- always good to have you on the broadcast, sir. How are you?
2: Thank- I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And uh, our family is okay. There's been a lot of comments about, gee, Greg, your family's gone through all kinds of turmoil and terrible trouble and stuff. We're okay. We're going to we're gonna get
1: through this stronger than ever. We're we're fine, but well, let's, not, yeah, let's, let's, let's fix
2: talk it so other families don't have to go through it.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Now, this uh, stemmed from an incident uh, apparently this past summer, where your grandson, then only eleven years old, mm-hmm. as as boys are want to do, they like to have a little fun and uh, you know play make believe. I mean, he's certainly of that age. Yep. Uh, apparently, what it was is he purchased a mask or had a mask. My daughter, my daughter Brother bought him a mask
2: at the dollar store. Okay, and, and uh, he... he and he 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 likes to he likes to wear a hoodie and he likes to wear long sleeves and he doesn't like to take his shoes off at all. He doesn't want anybody seeing his feet. Mm. Don't ask me why. Okay. He was eleven. That's just <laughs> he's eleven. That's his best That's explanation all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, so he play. He likes to play in the park. And older kids had picked on him too. So he played in the park with his hoodie and his mask and his costume, and then that made him feel safe. He's playing in the park. Mining his own business, I'm sure he's battling imaginary mortal combat uh, adversaries and Five Nights at Freddy adversaries. So of we course. Don't, we, don't adult, we say Five Nights at Freddy's adults, but when you're in fifth grade, it's called it's FNAF.
1: At my age, I was taking out stormtroopers with my blasters, so same I, idea. I, I yep. get it. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep.
2: <laughs> yep. I, I played G.I. Joe Army games. There you case. go, yes. Different generations. When I was
1: 11, yes, that was my yoke. I was taking out stormtroopers. My yep. blasters blasted accurately. Yeah. Yes, so
2: so then a whole, uh, um, people saw this masked person in the park, and they assumed that it was an adult predator. It was a, it was a, it was a thin, tall, thin adult predator wearing, a, wearing a, uh, an evil-looking mask. And there are stories about uh, people who brought their kids to the park. They saw this predator wearing the, wearing the costume. They scooped up their kids and left because they wanted to be safe. Some of them called the police. One of them was a grandma, and the grandma brought her kids three hours from we found this out later at the trial the grandma brought her kids three hours from wisconsin to play in the park they're playing in the park this masked adult predator sneaks out from behind the woods behind her 10 year old daughter and stood there she screamed at her daughter she ran at her daughter screaming the daughter got scared the daughter gets hysterical and the masked predator ran off into the woods grandma saved her daughter from somebody scooping her daughter up and carrying her away into the predator's lair.
1: Now you say you you, you you're using the word that uh, people saw an adult in a mask is your grandson an overly a large 11-year-old boy Greg Scott? He uh,
2: was 4 foot 9 at the
1: time. I don't know a lot of adults that are uh,
2: I don't know I don't know anybody a, that tall either. But so the, we sociologists have a field day about that. Yeah, and yeah. and 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 all the stuff we read about how reliable are eyewitness accounts? Well, mm, here's yes. an example of it right here. So <clears throat> So we have we have this hysteric hysteria in the public going on. Somebody called the police. The police put it out on Facebook. The Facebook post said adult predator spotted in Patrick Egan Park, be careful, all and all that stuff. So far, so far everybody's responded well, the hysteria, but so far the police have responded appropriately. They've done their jobs, they've sure. warned the public. I mean they
1: can only go they can only go yeah, with the can, information yeah. they've yep. been given. Exactly. Exactly. I get
2: that. Exactly. Yep. So my daughter saw the um, well the, poli- the the police Facebook post generated a bazillion shares and a bazillion comments and other shares and other discussions about discussions and all kinds of rumors and theories and, and stuff that people saw that somebody else saw and all the stuff you'd ex- all the things you'd expect to see when a when a crazy story goes viral. Mm-hmm. My daughter saw one of them and she put two and two together and she realized wait a second, I bought this mask. She called the police and she said, "There's no mass predator. It was my 11 year old son playing in the park." My daughter did the right thing. Yes, yeah,
1: no question. Wants to try to stem the tide of hysteria. That's you perfectly betcha. appropriate. Yeah.
2: The police came and interviewed the family, and I ta- I talked to one of the. I talked to uh, St- the detective, Bulks, and, and um, and uh, she talked to my grandson, and she talked to my daughter. She talked to the whole family, and then and then the next thing that happened was the post, the Facebook post changed from a mass predator. To a prankster, that's where it went off the rails. Prankster, prankster—that's the word they use. Prankster, somebody was somebody was in the park, prank, uh, trying to be a, trying to do a prank. That's what the police post said. Pause. There was never any evidence of any prankster. No, no, that's no. not what that's not what came out in the interviews with their family, and it would I be one was thing, there.
1: Yeah, it'd be one thing if he jumped out of the woods and said, "Surprise!" try to scare somebody, but no, he <laughs> was just you know. Being well, there a, were
2: rumors. There were rumors in some of the Facebook posts about somebody jumping out of the woods, but there was never any evidence
1: that anybody. That's actually the classic jumped. embellishment of the eyewitness accounts. You betcha. You. To Absolutely. your point. Yep, yes, yep, yes.
2: Yep. 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 That's a, that's exactly what happened, and the police bought into it. The Egan police have helped my family in the past. They're, sure. they're, they're, I'm not suggesting anybody had evil intent here. Of course not. But in this case, this time in 2019, the Egan police made a mistake. They should not have posted that it was a prankster. They should have posted that it was a kid playing in the woods. That should have been the end of it. It should have been settled right then and there with the family. We talk to the young man. We tell him it's, it's, it scares people when you wear a mask. Don't do that anymore. Maybe you're grounded for a week. Sure. That's where it should have ended, but it didn't. A little while later, a thing came, uh, 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 an envelope came in the mail. Dakota County saw fit to charge my 11-year-old grandson with fifth-degree assault and disorderly conduct. Nope. And then and then it gets better. One yeah. of the remedies for fifth degree assault is removal of the child from the home and placement into foster
1: care. Now what constitutes For playing in the
2: woods in a in a costume.
1: Now what co- I'm certainly no legal beagle, I emphasize that practically every week on this show. Fifth yeah. degree assault, what constitutes that? Is that just you have deliberately in... scaring someone? Yeah. I don't okay.
2: Deliberately scaring someone and, and making people think there's a danger. You talk to attorneys for the for the Regardless definition. of intent? The intent, no, it, no, because of intent. The intent has to be
1: there. Okay, I Waring, have, worrying, wearing a a hard costume, time seeing any intent here, but okay. there wasn't any intent. Of course, there was.
2: And in fact, fast forward, and there, and the judge agreed there was no intent. Okay, but we'll get there in a second. Of course, we we'll got
1: get, a couple more segments after this. Yep, Greg, yep, take yep. your time. So. All right, cool. Okay, okay. All right, <laughs> breathe, <So>, Greg Scott. <laughs> breathe. I understand this is your grandson, so uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I'll
2: tell you what. I would rather be talking about books and cybersecurity and and characters in my fictional world and i can also promise you book the next book will have a story about about internet hysteria gone nuts it just it just
1: will. i I'm, I'm sure they
2: yeah, you. yeah yeah i get all my all my all my fiction comes from real life of course and and so okay well any all right so the the um the, we get this thing in the, this this bombshell in the mail they're charging my grandson with fifth degree assault and so that um that created some discussions in our family, as you can imagine. We found a great attorney, Nick Nick Leverson. He's a, he just if you need an attorney help, Nick's the guy to call. He's a, I just love him to death, and Nick Nick went to bat for us. We had a preliminary trial on in uh, in September, and in the preliminary tri- right before the preliminary hearing, not trial but hearing. Right before that preliminary hearing, the prosecution offered to reduce to, get redu- to reduce the charge to just disorderly conduct if we were to plead guilty. We talked about it. We're not going to plead guilty to something we didn't do. You do not back down to intimidation, whether it's from a playground bully or whether it's from an attorney in a suit. You do not back down to intimidation.
1: Don't do it. Once again, we're joined by uh, Greg Scott. He's been a frequent guest on the show talking about uh, cybersecurity, also had a couple of books Uh, that he has written, that he's promoted. And uh, don't worry, Greg, we'll have you on when this next book is written. That is uh, for sure. (laughs) We need to take a break. Uh, If you'd like to call in, weigh in on this. uh, We're going to have Greg on for the rest of the broadcast right up until uh, 2.56. Uh, The number is 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with our guest, Greg Scott, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
6: feels good to be a gangster. Feeding the poor and helping out with their
4: bills.
3: Although I was born in Jamaica...
4: With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes... As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three My3Quotes.
3: Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains Legendary service, install and repair We'll fix anything with legendary care
0: New name, same legendary service At Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains There's no plumbing, drain, or sewer problem Too big or too small We do it all To show thanks, we're offering $100 off any plumbing repair We'll serve you the way you want to be served And you can trust that we'll be on time every time We stand by our work and our people Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains New name, same legendary service Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half price offer from AM 1280
3: The Patriot and Breathe Freedom from Nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call The Patriot today at 651 405 8800. That's 651
1: 405 8800. Come on into the Rack Shack's New Egan location and wrap
0: your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hittner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that New Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more
1: space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes
0: with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it, $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try it today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the
1: heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at rackshackbarbecue.com.
0: Rack
3: Barbecue,
1: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your call, 651-289-4488. If
4: you, falling, you can also weigh in via Twitter, then
1: hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, just a quick uh, side note, gophers. Taking on Auburn in the Orange yes. Bowl New Year's Day. Yes, so there you go.
0: I'm kind of bummed we're not playing Alabama because that would have been it. fun. But Auburn, I guess they beat
1: Alabama head to head. I'm just saying. So you know, maybe,
0: uh, maybe, but. but yeah. uh,
1: Hey, New Year's Day Bowl, I'll take it, in spite of the bitter disappointment that we had last weekend with our golfers. I
0: still would have taken a shot at the Big Ten Championship, only to lose at Ohio State, though. Yeah, I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. Because yeah. that would have been a Rose Bowl, probably, It would have been. For it would have been. But, Oh, well.
1: Uh, we move on. Next, so, Gophers, next year. Gophers take on There's Auburn. always next year for we, Minnesota we, fans. We, I've <laughs> been saying that forever, and then and I'll continue to say it. But, yes, Gophers <laughs> take on Auburn in the Outback Bowl, New Year's Day. So, there you go. New Year's Day Bowl. I love it. love it. Uh, anyways, we are... Uh, ju- Back with our conversation with Greg Scott. Greg has been a uh, frequent contributor to this broadcast, talking about uh, IT and cybersecurity, also promoting his uh, books, Bullseye Breach and uh, Virus Bomb. Was it Virus Bomb? Virus Bomb. Virus, Virus Bomb. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. both books and uh, uh, enjoyable reading. And again, you any good fiction writer will take uh, accounts that have happened in their lives and uh, kind of uh, – Kind of put their own spin and embellishment on it, and uh, and you have a book, so fantastic. And I have a feeling. Uh When talking about over-eager prosecuting attorneys and internet hysteria, that's going to make a good book as well. And we'll have Greg on to promote it, of course. (laughs) Have you thought of book titles yet, Greg Scott? Do we know?
2: The Uh, Cyber Victim Chronicles is what I'm thinking for book number three. I like it. It's a
1: a collection of short stories. Well, we've been talking about an incident involving Greg's 11-year-old grandson that took place this past summer in Egan. Greg lives here locally, and it took place at a park where... Greg's grandson, uh, you know, as 11-year-olds want to do, they're adventurous. They like to have him play make-believe, and his grandson dressed up in a mask as, and was taking on some bad guys in uh, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. And apparently some woman thought her granddaughter, granddaughter was in uh, jeopardy of being harmed, uh, uh, waiting in line. Uh, one incident I read uh, is that your grandson got in line to right on the zip line, mm-hmm. and because he actually got within... You, stood, you stood, the, stood behind a
2: girl yeah, waiting for the zip line. Stood in line yeah. as a
1: polite young man would do. Yep. Uh, did took yep. his turn, and apparently, uh, this was disorderly conduct and fifth degree assault. Craig Scott, uh, I don't, I don't understand it. Well, there was okay.
2: There was that incident. Plus, there was a whole bunch of others that that people called into the police about. But that one is the most hysterical. So, we'll, I'll give you that one in some detail. Let me get, let me bring you through the trial first. Then Please we'll, do. Yeah. Okay. So, where we left off, the preliminary trial was in September the prosecution offered the prosecution quote quote generously offered us a deal if they they would drop the 5th degree assault charge if we were to plead guilty to the disorderly conduct charge we declined that offer they had they had no evidence and and it wasn't even controversial we didn't have to do any soul search or anything the the only debate was whether to say no or whether to say heck no <laughs> Which did you choose, Greg? Said? The language may have been a little bit more colorful. Understandable, at the time. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you chose heck no, I would imagine. Uh, you betcha you we did. <laughs> you, you bet we did. But we, um, they compelled us to sign a piece of paper that said our, my, our grandson could not use the park until the trial was resolved. Okay. So he was denied use of that park for, almost, for more than three months. He also missed two days of school for preliminary trials and trials and stuff, and I missed, I missed time off from work. My wife missed time off from work, and we had to pay a whole bunch of legal fees. So th- this thing did cost us time and money. Oh, sure, yeah. The, the uh, trial was set for November 25th, so that was almost two weeks ago now. Yep. And at the trial, we thought the prosecution would just, at the last minute, drop all the charges because they didn't have anything. Well, they didn't. The prosecution came loaded for bear with four witnesses, four witnesses. Okay. Um, of the four witnesses, the hysterical grandma is the one who I remember the most. Here's, here's the incident at the zip line and two points of view on this. So here's the hysterical grandma's point of view. So from the hysterical grandma's point of view, um, uh, an adult predator popped out from the woods and stood wearing a mask and wearing a hooded sweatshirt.
1: A four foot nine adult. We should emphasize. Well, he, yeah, yeah, well, he was, yeah that's, <laughs> <laughs> We, we got to
2: be we got we have to stay in grandma's head here. Of course, he yes. wasn't four foot nine. He was probably seven foot. Ah, away. I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> he was an adult, evil mask predator in a in a hoodie, in a hooded sweatshirt, and a mask, so we couldn't see his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And he snuck out from behind the woods and stood there behind her daughter. She saw this evil predator and she said in court that she likes to read mystery novels. And, you know, I, I laugh about it now. If, if I'd have met her in a different setting, I maybe would have pitched one of my books to her. But there you was, go. You like this,
1: to read, you say. Yeah,
2: this was the wrong setting to <laughs> pitch books. Understandable. understand. Right? She said she likes to read mystery novels, and she watches the news, and people snatch up kids and take them away into the woods all the time. And here was one right in front of her. Somebody's going to put grab their arm around her poor daughter and snatch her away and bring her into the woods, and she'd never see her daughter again. So she screamed... And she and she screamed at her daughter, got her daughter's attention, got up and ran toward her daughter. The daughter got scared and and started crying. And this evil mass predator snuck off, slink, slinked, slunk, slinked off into the woods.
1: Well, I, like, I mean that as an eleven-year-old kid, that would be any natural reaction if you saw an hysterical oh, adult yeah, running towards it you. It's yeah, like yeah. yeah I yeah, this, So yeah. I don't know that that's any uh any indication Nobody of any criminal wrong. intent. Yes, he, it wasn't. It wasn't. Of course, it wasn't.
2: Now, yeah. yeah. Now, switch points of view. So now we see from the grandma's point of view, there's this evil predator, and he and he sneaks off in the woods. Grandma saved the day,
1: of course. Yeah. That's
2: grandma's point of view. That and she, she said that in court that she reads mystery novels and 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 not she she bundled up her granddaughters and she put them in the car and she brought them three hours away to Wisconsin where she knew it was safe.
1: That's the hysterical grandma. Well, what <sighs> I mean, I guess this isn't really relevant to it, but. Wow. Did she have family in the area that she brought him to a yeah, park she did. for hours? She, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: not did. really she relevant, had, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. that's she had, weird. Yeah, that's, okay. w- that's why she was here. She has family in the area, okay. but she didn't want to Makes bring him to that house. She wanted to bring him to her house where it really was safe. <laughs> okay, pause for a second. We make fun of the hysterical grandma, and she did make herself a target. And, 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 and some of the other people made themselves a target to hysteria, but- the part we should we should acknowledge is they really were scared mm. and we can we can discuss whether, whether they had a good reason to be scared but they really were scared and they teach us that feelings are not rational so we have to acknowledge that sure okay now from an 11 year old boy's point of view and I think you've already captured it he's waiting for his turn at the zip line and he came out from the woods because. He worked with some other boys. They built a fort back there in the woods. Sure. That's what 11-year-old boys do. Yes. They build forts. I think my grandfather's grandfather probably built a fort when he was 11. I know I did. They clean, I, And I helped these young men. They hauled out garbage bags full of glass and garbage and crap, and I, I helped them get rid of some of that stuff uh, two summers ago. He had a cool-looking fort in there. He came out from his fort to wait for a turn on the zip line. That's why he was standing behind this girl, because she was waiting in line also. Right. And under cross examination, the grandma agreed. That's as good of an explanation as any that he was waiting his turn for the zip line. There was no, there was no actual hard evidence of anybody doing anything
1: hostile. Now I understand. You know, if if you see a young, if you see a young man wearing a mask and a hoodie in in the summer, I understand you could probably furrow your brow and say that's kind of odd. Yep, we'll, we'll we'll grant you that. But yep. was he doing anything no. while standing in line to? Make, I mean, again, no. that looks strange. But was he like doing gestures, like some sort of jiu-jitsu karate chop, or something? I, I, I not not,
2: not a, in that incident, standing in line. No, he was just standing there waiting in line. There is another incident okay. where one of the witnesses said they saw somebody they saw somebody come out from the woods and stagger around as if they were on drugs.
1: Oh, weird. Okay. <clears throat> well, he
2: he was he was. He, he was, was probably wounded by one of the enemies, you know? Exactly. That's he, what make-believe is. dodging bullets. Sure, you know, dodging sure. Bullets. And it, he's not playing Mortal Kombat. He's playing FNAF. He had a Mortal Kombat mask, but ah. he's playing FNAF. I don't know so, what any of this means, but yeah, I'll go here. Five, five nights at Freddy's, and I'm <laughs> and i and I'm not familiar with the story, but you spend this night at this at this house, and there's all these people who want to do all this stuff to you, and you have to avoid them, so you hop around. and I mean, It's just it's no different than when we played Army when we were kids. Oh, of course. It's a variation on the same theme. That's what he was doing. There was no, there was no adult in a mask
1: on drugs. He was, you know, he was playing. He was playing in the woods. That's what boys do. Well, that's what you, that's what we are encouraging our kids to do. For all the dinging that young people get with all the distractions with electronics yeah. and everything they want to do inside, can't we just rejoice that the kids are actually outside? Greg Scott, this that's is another irony to this
2: whole thing. Yeah. because because he was outside, he was playing boy stuff, and the county saw fit to put him on trial and um um uh, just i'm mad i i am mad at dakota county but the, the uh, okay i'm mad at dakota county i am an aggrieved grandfather and i'm on the air as an aggrieved grandfather sure. let's just acknowledge that up of front course. but let's look at the actual hard evidence and when we look at the actual hard evidence there was no evidence there just wasn't any and and make your decisions based on evidence don't make your decision based on somebody's speculation about what they think the evidence might say. And that's that's my beef with Dakota County. So let's finish the trial. So we go through the four witnesses, and our attorney, Nick, asks for a directed verdict on both charges, on the fifth-degree assault and on the disorderly conduct. A directed verdict is where the judge says, you didn't make your case, the verdict is not guilty because you didn't present anything. Sure the judge the judge ordered a directed verdict of not guilty on the fifth degree assault he did not order a directed verdict on the on the uh, on the disorderly conduct okay now it was our turn so the uh, nick called my daughter and she testified about what all this did to her emotionally and and she was <laughs> my daughter is not as confrontational as i am this 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 kind of stuff creates anxiety and stress in her life and she cries and and and, and um we went through a whole lot of tears in our family. Of course, I, I, I I'm a, I, you know, I'm I'm a skinny. I, in my mind's eye, I'm this big, tough Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, <laughs> right. You know, that's not really who I am. But I get, I get mad. She gets sad, and um, that made me mad when they put my family through that kind of stuff. So she testified about that. That was our case. The prosecutor made their closing statements where she read the statute of, of about disorderly conduct, and I don't remember the statute. And our our attorney laughed at her. she said, "She can read the statute all they want, but none of none of what we've heard today meets any of that statute at all. The judge said, "I disagree with you on the disorderly conduct, and then he ordered my and and then i love i just i just love he ordered my grandson to do ten hours of chores for his mom over the next ninety days." And to listen to his mom, he said, "Because mom's rules are my rules. So you listen to your mom, do those chores, and none of this goes on any records. I don't want any of this on any record or anything like that. This is over. It's over as of today." What about playing in the park? That's over with too. You play in the park as you see fit. We're done. The prosecutor wanted to wanted to, wanted to ask more questions and go after his medical records, and the judge said, "No, that's not even relevant. It's not part of it here. Then we're done." And then that was it. That was it. So it was a, it was. Through all the turmoil and trouble and time and and all the other thing, it was a good outcome. Uh, a a no nonsense judge, a no nonsense judge, ruled the way this thing should have been ruled on six months ago.
1: I tell you, my mother would have loved to have had someone in law enforcement come talk to her two sons, me and my younger brother, and say, your mother is the authority here as I am. And it's like, okay, yes, sir, that would have been all. <laughs> so that has to be, that for some parents, that could be a dream for a judge to say, your mother's rules are my rules. And I yeah, mean, that would yeah. probably uh, scare yeah. your grandson straight. Not that he was a bad kid. He wasn't. But nevertheless, yeah, yeah, it yeah. certainly had to have resonated. So uh, fascinating uh, account of this story from uh, Greg Scott regarding his 11-year-old grandson. Uh, was a positive outcome. Uh, he's uh, uh, sentenced to 10 hours of chores and uh, <laughs> but he gets to play in the park and this is all a good thing and yeah. uh, boys get to be uh boys uh, you know I, the, the old saying boys will be boys but boys should also be gentlemen and it sounds like he met the threshold of all of those he was being yeah. a, uh, an he adventurous did. rambunctious young boy but he was also a gentleman waiting his turn in line to yeah. use the zipline greg scott yep. so.
2: and in fact a few grown-ups did talk to him in costume while he was in costume while he had the mask on he was polite to everybody okay he yeah. was polite he was polite to everybody he just was playing in costume he had no idea that he was scaring people. The judge, the judge said, an eleven-year-old kid should know when he's scaring people. Well, fair enough. When, when the grandma's running at you hysterical, I'm sure he was he, confused
1: uh, more than anything.
2: He's a bust. he was confused and scared. I'm sure. Yeah. But he should have figured out something was wrong, and he should have told me about it, and he didn't. So, I, <laughs> well, lesson learned. It's it's going to snow tonight. I think I'll give him a snow shovel. He can <laughs> he can work on the deck tomorrow.
1: Fair enough. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. One final segment with our guest, Greg Scott, talking about over-eager prosecuting attorneys and Internet hysteria right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
0: AM 1280, The Patriot.
3: Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show hosts and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events in cities all across America. We talked candidly about the attacks against our Constitution, the push for radical socialism, open borders, and other issues affecting you and our country. Not everybody could get a ticket, so we filmed the event in Sacramento, California, and Tampa, Florida. These were incredible nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. It's a front row seat to watch me, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, and Larry Elder. We discuss the critical issues that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Enlightenment, compelling, entertaining. You'll learn. Go to WatchSalemMedia.com for the War for America's Soul Tour.
5: This is Michael Medved for Town Hall. New research in the health sciences indicates that making a point of regularly expressing gratitude can bring numerous benefits in physical and emotional health. Robert Emmons, psychology professor at University of California, Davis, declares that gratitude enhances performance in every domain that's been examined, psychological, relational, emotional, physical. Asking research subjects to regularly write down reasons for thankfulness in a daily gratitude journal appears to bring immediate results. A study at University College London showed better sleep, quality and lower blood pressure after just two weeks of keeping gratitude journals with a nation painfully afflicted by an epidemic of deaths of despair involving suicides drug overdoses and alcoholism thankfulness may provide a promising antidote offering an alternative to our current culture of complaint competitive victimization and indulgent self-pity taking time for thankfulness may be good for your health and the nation's sponsored by adf
7: alliance defending freedom
6: For officials, the opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. <laughs> High school sports, they're so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot.
6: Northern Alliance Radio Network.
1: Back with one final segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call it the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, honored to be joined this past hour by uh, Greg Scott uh, talking about the anecdote of his 11-year-old grandson uh, being charged with uh, fifth-degree assault, disorderly conduct. Thankfully, the judge uh, saw the wisdom and uh, sentenced him to... Uh, Ten hours of chores. Ten, ten at his. Hours, uh, ten hours of chores for his mom. For his mom, yes, for his mom. And I'm sure she can probably come up with a few things, so uh, it'll <laughs> his, all be his, good. Yeah, his
2: grandpa will come up with a few, too. I'll I come would
1: come imagine, yeah, that that per- makes perfect sense. A lot of
2: stuff to clean in our house.
1: Uh, we do have a couple of other uh, issues we want to get wrapped up uh, with this uh, with this story and some more commentary by Greg, but we do want to get to our uh, phone call. Bob from Shoreview is on Line 1. Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, I was just thinking while I was waiting for my call to go through that grandma would have been scared if I had appeared there without a mask. But uh,
1: <laughs> my point. Fair enough, Bob. Fair my, enough.
3: <laughs> my point is though that uh, it reminded me of the verse in Proverbs: "The wicked flees when no one is pursuing." But I'm not saying she's wicked. But you know, you get the point. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And don't. And and I. I let's make. I don't think anybody here had evil intent. Yeah, Grandma yeah, read it. But, read a few yeah, too many mystery yeah, novels, yeah, as she acknowledged. Yeah. So, yep. just hysteria, hysteria, yeah, and imagination. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep. Thanks,
1: thanks, Bob. Appreciate Thank the uh, phone call as uh, always. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Greg, this uh, this uh, saga is uh, behind you, and uh, you know, going forward, I'm sure your grandson, being a young man, an impressionable young man, probably learned a few things about it, but mm-hmm. uh, as the family members did too. I'm certain.
2: Yes, the family. Yeah, as a family, we've we have learned from. We continue to learn from it too, and say some prayers. My I, my grandson's going to be fine. He's um he's he's a resilient kid. He's going to be fine. He didn't he didn't like he didn't like going through this trial, but I told him now you know what a trial looks like. That's more than most twelve year olds. He especially exactly. didn't like when the police characterize this thing as a prankster because there was no prank. And I have a message for Jim Backstrom, James Backstrom, the Dakota County prosecutor. His name
1: has come up a time or two on these uh, radio show or these uh, airwaves, yes. I imagine
2: yes. so. So when you, when you take the job of county prosecutor, I'm sure you're in the center of a firestorm all the time, and you're going to make people mad because controversy is just where you sit. But, guys, at Jim and everybody in your department, you guys are professional attorneys. You've been to law school. You've had law professors teach you to weigh evidence and— and make decisions based on the evidence, not on hysteria. You guys failed in this case. You can when you can present it how you see fit because you've got more pr more of a PR budget than I do. Sure. But when you characterize my grandson as a delinquent, you make a mistake. My grandson was not a delinquent. Pause for a second. I'm a grandpa. Of course, I'm going to say my grandson is not a delinquent. It's my job to defend my family. Right. Look at the evidence. So. Look at the evidence and be professional attorneys and make a professional opinion, not an opinion based on rumor and innuendo and, and so forth. They taught you better than that at law school. Otherwise, if they didn't teach you better than that at law school, then you, need to, you, then you need to find a better law school.
1: Well, it's a am- very well said, by the way, Greg Scott. And uh, it's amazing that they wanted to, uh, they were willing to get rid of the, uh, assault charge, you know, because obviously that was pretty heavy-handed to begin with. But it's a game,
2: of, it's a game of let's talk about that. Yeah, that, that was a, that's a game of chicken. Oh sure. Yeah. Now we we move from fact to opinion, but it's a pretty it's a pretty it's a pretty easy to arrive at opinion. It's a game of chicken. Make the stakes so high for this family that they'll agree to a, to something else that's still bad but not quite as bad. It's 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 might be an effective tactic to use against somebody who's a lawbreaker, but against an eleven-year-old kid, uh huh. No way. You do not back down to that kind of stuff. Well, I
1: had, I had another word for it. But uh, we'll yeah, it we, we could probably ascertain what that word was, Greg yeah. Scott, but I, the thing that uh, I, I think about is, <sighs> you know, this, you know, they can get get him on a disorderly conduct charge, and it's a, it's a nothing charge, but nevertheless, it looks good on a prosecutor's record, yeah. and this is what they want to tout if they're going to be running. I'm, I'm assuming this is an elected office. Well, uh,
2: the. Uh, the- Good point. The county prosecutor is an elected office, and he ran unopposed last time. Okay, if if he were to have an opponent this time, I might I would consider voting for the <laughs> opponent because I I don't like the decision that the prosecutor
1: made. All I can all I can think of is uh, is the uh, line from a few good men where you know they try to. Uh, you, they don't want to go to trial, they just get a plea bargain and where, where the <laughs> attorney says uh, one more successful plea bargain and get a set of steak knives. So there yeah, could have been steak yeah, knives at yeah, yeah. stake here, uh, Greg Scott. Who yeah, knows? That, yeah that, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't if mean you... to make light of this, but, oh, but you're right. it's a happy ending at least. And
2: that's what that's what Nick, our defense attorney, said those Those guys in any in any organization you go and you get job approval ratings and stuff like that and you're excellent or you exceed expectations or you meet there you know there's all this job approval criteria in corporate America, and I'm sure it is in government too. Those guys get good job approval ratings based on wins oh sure, so if you're going to win in a prosecution, it's good if you win against a crook, but when you pick on an eleven year old kid that's not good, yeah. and 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 somebody somewhere has to stand up and 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 be counted. So that, I guess it's my turn because I'm in the position to do so, and I and I know my way around technology.
1: Absolutely. Well, Greg, uh, we appreciate the time. I uh, like you. Uh, I know you talked a little bit about before you came on, kind of uh, praying for the right words to say and to convey your thoughts. And I thought you did so with a with a. Uh, despite a heavy heart, did so in a very clear and coherent manner, so we appreciate the time. And uh, obviously, you know, you're welcome to come on anytime because there's always uh, cyber technology issues to talk yeah, about. Fa- so.
2: Yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk about cybersecurity next time. Thank Absolutely. You. We will do it. Greg, Thanks for putting up with me.
1: Oh, anytime, sir, anytime. We'll uh, see you in February, if not before. See you on the ice, maybe sooner. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you, as always, for tuning in AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed,
0: my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn all up Trust is the foundation of a great relationship. Over the last 30 years, Wix and Jewelers has built their business on this simple, powerful truth. That's why their entire staff is highly trained. Not to sell, because they're not paid on commission, but to help. So you'll get an amazing experience and find exactly what you want. With their collections of large diamonds, rare gemstones, and the world's best watch brands, their expert staff will help you find a truly special gift. At Wix and Jewelers, they know
7: that to earn your business, they must first earn your trust. Wix and Jewelers, open every day until Christmas digital marketing is a big part of just about every business it's everywhere is your business using it to your advantage are you receiving your share of the leads if you're not effectively using digital media you could be losing sales by the second even worse your customers can be grabbed up one by one never to return by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers.
4: A funny
6: thing happens in Minnesota in the winter, whether you like cozy nights in a cabin, meeting friends for burgers after skiing, flying down more than 22,000 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, or hiking in the silence of the woods. Funny thing happens: the coldest months of the year have a way of bringing about the warmest moments in life. Find your true north only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com.
7: So, what would you do with an extra five hundred dollars a month in your budget? Five hundred bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MetaShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your healthcare and typically it costs five hundred dollars less per month for a family versus other healthcare plans. So seriously think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. Metashare works. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry with 400,000 members. They've shared over 2 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. And with MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And that's a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than 500 a month. So check into it. 844 51 Bible. That's 844 51 Bible. 844 51 Bible. AM
0: 1280, the Patreon.